The Plumbing Professional is sponsored by Blue Frog Plumbing and Drain. Welcome to The Plumbing Professional, a podcast for plumbers by plumbers, where we break down plumbing problems into simple processes. I'm one of your hosts, James Walker. And I'm your other host, Jack Pruitt. And today, we're going to be talking about drain stoppages. So before we get started, I'd love to hear just a little bit about you, Jack, why we should be paying attention to you and what your background is. Well, James, I have about 25 to 30 years in the plumbing industry. I've owned a franchise before. I owned one for about 15, 16 years, and we did very well with that franchise. We did over $2 million, actually closer to $2.5 million, almost $10 per capita head. I have a master plumbing license, and I keep my master plumbing license up. Every year I have to go through continuing ed, and still I'm consulting for plumbing companies around the United States at this time. The last 10 years I've been consulting with the plumbing companies around the United States and in Canada. So that's a little about my background. Yeah, okay. And so what you're saying is your perspective really comes from a very true plumber's professional perspective in that you actually have been and even can still continue to work in the field. I certainly do. And I've done that for, like I said, between 25 and a little over 25 years or right at 25 years. Thanks, Jack. And to give you a little bit of context about me, my name is James Walker. I've been an executive in the service space for the last 10 plus years, working with business owners and plumbers on the front lines of making sure that they're as effective and efficient at being able to do what they want to do and helping the customers out with their plumbing problems. So today we're going to be talking about drain stoppages. And I'd love to hear just your thought process of what, what should a plumber's mindset be when they go on a drain stoppage call, Jack? You know, James, most of the time a plumber's mindset is just to open the drain. And they do very well in opening drains. However, they haven't taken care of the problem and they haven't cleaned that drain. Most of the time, if it's a three or four inch line, there's roots in the line or maybe a break in the line or something. And they run cable, a cable down the drain with some cutter blades on the cable. This does very well in cutting out the debris, cutting out roots, and maybe even picking up a, a towel in the line or some a bunch of toilet paper in the line and and opening up that line what they fail to see is why that soft up well let me ask you this so how often when they go out to a mrs jones call let's just call her mrs jones how often when she's got a stopped line is there something either that's more problematic than just a simple stop or something that will cause or continue to cause more problems if they don't fix it today like, in my, in yeah. my opinion, is well over 75% of the time. Okay. Sometimes it's just abuse. Sometimes some uh, a, a child or even an adult has flushed something down the drain that shouldn't be flushed down the drain. Okay. And at that time, if we can retrieve that or push that to the city, yes, it'll open it up and it'll take care of the problem. There's still some sludge and stuff in the line. In a bigger line, it doesn't make as much difference than a smaller line. When you're talking about drain stoppages, is there a fundamental difference between a kitchen drain stoppage and a toilet stoppage or other stuff? And what would you say as a plumbing plumber's going out to evaluate? Is there built up of gunk, of grease in the kitchen line as opposed to other lines that they might find in the house and different processes for different types of lines in the house? Absolutely. And most of the time, plumbers absolutely look at just opening the line, just like I said before. On a two-inch line or an inch-and-a-half line, most of the time it'll be a two-inch line, there'll be a heck of a lot more sludge and 
and uh, just particle buildup in that line in which they'll run a cable down the drain and you know they'll open up the drain they haven't cleaned the drain though interesting so when we're dealing with mrs jones obviously our, our first biggest fear is that we're going to be selling her something that she doesn't want or making her pay for more than she should actually invest into what do we do to help make certain that what we're doing is of most benefit to her as opposed to just you know flipping a ticket to a higher item well what we really need to look at is what caused that drain to back up you know what caused it was it um, abuse was it putting something down the drain that shouldn't be in the drain for instance if we're if there's a two inch line that stopped up and it came from the kitchen line did we put celery down the drain and there's long strands of celery down the drain and the garbage disposal didn't stop that up i mean the garbage disposal didn't um chew eat that up, that up yep. or chew that up well enough or is there something else down the drain so really the question is what caused that drain to stop up yeah and now these things can be happening over a period of time. Somebody put celery down or put grease over time, et cetera. So I guess the question is, as take a, take a plumber through a diagnostic process to where they know, okay, I got it, and this is fixed, and we don't really need to do jetting or a deep line you know, camera, or at what points do you feel like you really do need to push past just, quote, getting that thing out or pushing it to the city? And when do you really need to start the conversation about jetting or, or cameraing a line? I would start that conversation right off the bat every single time. In the instance that we just poke a hole in it, could we go ahead and put a camera in it and see what's stopping this up? If we can put a camera in a two-inch line, we'll see all the sludge in it. I mean, 99.9% of the time, there's sludge in that line. There's grease and sludge in that line. So if you could, when you're going to Mrs. Jones and explaining, rather than just first poking a hole and then saying, oh, well, now we need to after the fact, well, let's do a a jet, and then, well, let's do a camera, how is the best way to position that to a customer to have their expectation that it's going to be a more, it probably should be a more comprehensive of a diagnostic process than just coming in, poking a hole, and, and walking for, you know, 70 bucks or whatever it is? I would say, Mrs. Jones, here's what you have. You have a two inch line that stopped up. I can poke a hole and I can get the water to drain through with a cable. After I do the cable, I would absolutely recommend cameraing that line to see how much sludge is in that line. Most of the time there's plenty, plenty of sludge in that line, therefore she's going to see that and she will say, wow, how can I get that out of my line? With, and your answer should be this every time. We need to jet the line. The mm-hmm. only way to clear that line and get it back to almost perfect mm-hmm. is jetting that line. So we're going to be talking about jetting in a future episode. Let me ask you this. Uh, to, to get the camera out, to use it, th- there's a cost to that. And obviously sometimes Mrs. Jones is looking at the cost and she's thinking, uh, j- just poke a hole in it. Let's just get this water flowing. I'll be good to go. Are there any tools that you can use if you don't have the camera allowance, the allowance for Mrs. Jones to use a camera, any other ways that you could really uh, encourage her, hey, look at this, based on this, we really do need to look at cameraing this line to see what else is out there, other than just the hole is now draining, right? Because in their mind, that's their biggest felt pain as a customer. My sink was stopped up, now it's clean. What can we do to induce them to start thinking about a more holistic approach to fixing that? What I would do is I would ask Mrs. Jones, 
would she want me to be back out there in a month or two or six months or nine months? And if she doesn't mind to just keep paying that six months, nine months down the road and keep opening that drain up, that would be fine. But she's going to spend more money by opening that drain up over and over and over again than going ahead and jetting that line. And there's also products that she can use down the drain to enhance that, that it would not happen again. No, that's good. So if your last thought process here as we finish out with drain stoppages coming up to the finish of this conversation specifically, um, what are some tools or verbs or phrases that a plumber can use to help her understand I mean, saying Mrs. Jones, a percentage of the time when we're dealing with kitchen lines, if you've got to stop up now, there's a pretty good chance that within the next six months it's going to stop up again. I'm pulling that out of the air. But what are some ways that you can we can help our plumbers know what to say to convey that in a way that Mrs. Jones understands that? The best visual that I could give Mrs. Jones is this. You know how you'll take a, a jar of peanut butter sure. and you'll stick a knife in the peanut butter and you get most of the peanut butter out. Yeah. You'll never get all of the peanut butter out without washing that, that jar. out, using some yeah. water and washing that That's out. Good. And keeping that clean, like I said, there's a bacteria that would keep that clean after you jet that. So it's actually bringing up a really good point and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If having a physical representation that Mrs. Jones sees is so much more descriptive than just hearing that. Now, the, the word picture that you created with the peanut butter jar is great because of the consistency, the peanut butter, everything else. But are there any tools that these guys can create in their own home kit of a clear pipe, something that would help them use as a tool to show Mrs. Jones what that might look like so she's not just hearing it but seeing it at the same time? I don't know of any tools without taking some uh, taking a camera and after they do this the first time they'll have a camera they can save that camera video and nice. maybe put that on a flash drive or something and show Mrs. Jones because or bring something up off the internet there's plenty of things on the internet that they could look at and see the sludge in the bottom of the so maybe if you obviously if these guys are using iPads or whatever it is out there is their their point of sale tool uh, just getting a very quick URL to a YouTube video and having that be something they punch in and show Mrs. Jones, this is what the inside of your uh, drain looks like. And unless we really get this clean, unless we put a camera down there to see what is down there, we could be facing serious problems. That might be a really good tool, I guess. Absolutely. It would be a great tool. And James, we've only talked about the two inch line. The four inch lines are much different because, because the sludge and stuff in a four-inch line, there's much more inside diameter. Okay. Yes, there'll be some sludge in that four-inch line, yeah. and it will coat the bottom of the line. Yeah. However, there's a lot more diameter that things can go by. Most of the time when things are stopped up in a three- and four-inch line, it's either due to a crack, uh, due to improper insulation. Mother Nature plays a big part in plumbing, and if it's cracked, those roots are absolutely going to grow back in. So let's let's kind of hit about the three and four inch line real fast. So you're saying that if you're coming across a stoppage in a three or four inch line, a decent bit of sludge, it's probably almost certainly due to some sort of either ineffectiveness of installation or a break in the line, and therefore it almost is necessary for us to make sure that we're cameraing that, or else we're, we could be creating even further problems by not doing that for Mrs. Jones. We absolutely should camera the three and four inch line every single time. Okay. The reason is because most of the time at the joints where two pipes meet together, yeah. 
there's a there's a crack or a break in that line. That's where the sludge buildup is, unless there unless there's a belly in the line or something like that. Is there a place of where now? Obviously, if you've got uh, different building codes or different tract homes or whatever, there's probably a place where a lot of the symptomatic problems could be the same. But is it possible, given different regions of the year uh, of the places within which you're working, there's soft ground or hard ground or different things that you might know? Hey, going into this neighborhood, there's a pretty good chance that the lines are going to have this problem or that problem based on me just knowing my territory or my area. When I was running a truck myself. I always look to see what type of uh, shrubs or trees are in the yard. Okay. Absolutely, if there's a big tree, it would either grow into the pipe or even grow under the pipe and cause the Push pipe to lift up, causing a belly in that pipe. Yeah. The only way to fix that is to dig down and repair that if okay. there's a belly in the pipe. Now, if there is only roots in the pipe, you could cut those out, jet the line, and maybe patch that line or reline that line. Okay. Jack, it's been great talking to you. We'll see you guys on the next podcast episode, and y'all have an awesome day. Thank you very much, and have a fantastic day. The Plumbing Professional is sponsored by Blue Frog's Plumbing and Drain. Blue Frog is a national plumbing network that focuses on creating the optimal opportunity for its plumbers by providing an amazing experience for their customers. For more information, check out bluefrogplumbing.com.